0: 2018, I'm your host, Matthew Weber, I'm joined by Vincent Coyne, and Ricky Williams, we're all, all of us are here, Um, honestly, that doesn't happen very often, so this is the three cast, we review movies, we review TV shows every once in a while, that's what we're going to do today, Um, I think the next time we're on is Ricky's choice of Flashpoint, which is a comic book, apparently, Um, we haven't done a comic in a whole
1: series, Rick,
2: yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. Come on, if we did, um, we did uh, what was that other blackest large Knight. one we did? The humongous one, The
1: humongous night one. Um, the the green green light. Yeah,
2: yeah. If we did, oh, what? Yeah, if we did blackest night, like this is a walk in the park. Listen, did we do like Green Lantern or something like that? It was like eighty.
1: Yeah, that was the one. That's what we're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: was, yeah, we was... did that. We can, we can, we can. That was ridiculous. This, man. How many? Uh, how many? Ep- how many issues is this, Ricky?
2: Oh, I don't know. A lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> not as- make sure you
0: <laughs> make sure you put that in the the Google Drive so I can actually have a chance to read. The- yeah. Read some of it.
2: I will. It's not a, a lot as much as Blackest Night, um, but it does go back and forth, like yeah. a lot. So, but I mean, they're all in there, so. Like the thing is, just I find, well, me personally, I find that it's yeah. really, especially if you like DC and you like their heroes and stuff. Like it, it's it's very and like with the movies, right? Because with um the Flash, uh, or not movies, the TV shows, the Flash TV show, they did a Flashpoint arc. It, it, you know, it's just yeah, it's,
0: it's good. I think I think we should do it. Okay. All right, so today we're, we're reviewing uh, – this is an Amazon show, right? So this is The Man in the High Castle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was Vince's choice. So Vince, why don't you give us uh, a brief overview of what this is about?
1: Okay, so um, I heard about this as a book when I was a kid, and I just thought it would be interesting to – I never got a chance of reading it because I never found the book uh, when I was a kid because we didn't have the internet, so uh, you can't really find uh, – it's not so easy to find Nazi and like, you know, alternative, anything with swastikas on covers is hard to find in bookstores. So, um, it's, it's, I'm glad that it became a TV series as of late, but, um, the, the general premise of The Man in the High Castle is that, imagine if during World War II, the Allies did not win, and instead we had the Germans take over the Western Front, and, and in the ensuing, uh, fight on the Pacific side, the Japanese Imperial forces were able to take over, certainly Asia, um but also the west coast of America and the whole entire story is based on the uh, is situated in America where there's effectively now uh 20 years after the uh the 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 German and the Imperial Japanese forces win uh there's effectively 20 years later uh, there's a there's a cold war kind of like what happened when the iron curtain kind of drew around uh the eastern bloc countries so uh there's a is a cold war between Japan and Germany and uh though there is this uncomfortable alliance as they occupy different parts of america um it's becoming more and more evident that uh the fuhrer who is now uh getting more and more aged and uh reflects uh signs of parkinson's there's this concern um that among the japanese that the uh Europe, sorry that the german forces will eventually just totally use their um technology uh, to annihilate uh, the, the, the presence of the Japanese and thus take over America entirely, not the outright empire. So, it's an interesting uh, premise of what-if conditions. Um, it's it's really, at least from my standpoint, uh, it follows uh, the, the resistance of um, the this, this small group of American resistance uh, fighting the, the kind of occupation of both forces. Um, and there's a bit of an intrigue plot that's going on. So, so laying out all of that um, as, the, as the background, um, it, it really centers around two people. Um, one guy, uh, I can't remember if his, his name is Jake or some generic uh, American name. Um, <laughs> yeah, this. It's like Jake or like Billy. I don't know. Um, but you know, he, he... <laughs> so so I only gave you guys the first episode because there's a it's a it's a series where I think it's like, you know, like kind of like Game of Thrones, like twelve episodes a season mm-hmm. or something like that. And um it, it starts off by uh having this Billy guy or Blake or <laughs> whoa, um whatever this guy's name is, um he's basically opens it up and and you actually get a really good sense of like just how now 20 years after the war it's kind of you know it, it's settled in uh the, the the kind of world is at peace uh, not not really peace but at peace with um having this occupation and you, you see him uh trying to join the resistance force and eventually uh they're trying to smuggle <clears throat> what uh, a secret package which is supposed to be like uh coffee makers to the western coast to so basically the japanese uh, side and they're supposed to rendezvous at canon city and uh, at the same time, you see in the other main ant- uh, protagonist, uh, this girl who basically, um, <clears throat> she's following through and she's, she's more on the east on the west coast and she's uh, kind of, uh, you see her relationship with the Japanese kind of emerging. She's practicing Aikido. She's kind of working with them. But you still see all those different perspectives of the American occupied uh, population on, on just how they respond. Like she's more ambivalent to kind of working with Uh, the Japanese, whereas, uh, not working, but living with Japanese, whereas, you know, you see on the New York side this kind of antagonism and this kind of a right-wing state uh, where the Germans kind of have absolute authority. Um, But you basically find out over the course of the episode that uh, there is this search, the MacGuffin, basically this search for um, these uh, films of uh, an alternative history uh, in their perspective, which is that the Allies actually win. So um, basically, the, the, long story short, she's uh, her her sister was supposed to be part of this resistance movement. Her sister gets killed, so she takes it upon herself to adi- to uh, take her identity and try to take these film canisters out to Cannon City to rendezvous with the rest of the resistance. And at the same time, um, <clears throat> this uh, this this young man that we meet at the beginning, who has now joined this resistance force, is also you know bringing this uh, truck of undisclosed goods or secret uh, information or secret product to Cannon City and um, you start seeing this whole web of intrigue of what's going on but the season that's the, right the show basically ends in the first episode where you find out that this guy that we've been following uh, you know he inevitably saves this girl uh, the, in Cannon City um, but he, it turns out that he's actually a double agent working for the uh, I, I think you can call it the Nazi regime um, and that's how it ends but it opens up a lot of intrigue it's a very enticing premise Um I, I think that later on, if you guys were to follow the series, it gets more and more interesting, but I think it does become a little anticlimactic towards the second season. But I don't want to give away, uh, just in case you guys were interested in following it, but it's, it's a very interesting... Uh, Highly engaging episode, and I know I'm not a super history buff, but it's just really interesting for me to see the alternative history to see the uh, reallocation of some facts, like you know that the Germans were indeed looking at some emerging technologies so that they are the ones that actually have nuclear uh, technology. Um, you know if we follow through on how Operation Paperclip worked where the Americans basically uh, took all of the um, you know the great German scientists to make you know their nuclear program work. It actually happens the other way around in this in this alternate future. So the Germans have all the super tech. Uh, you also find that um, this interesting phenomena of the Japanese are um, less progressive in 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 their imperial domination. Uh, unlike when they got beaten by the Americans in reality, where they start taking on Western beliefs and Western philosophies and Western approaches, where it actually brings their economy to a huge huge you know uh, upswing. Um, you see that by having them continue their imperial power, they actually become more retrograde, uh, more more old school, and you can see that kind of traditionalist uh, approach, they're very conservative, um, come through. So it's an interesting way of of seeing the future, um, and I was really surprised to think that, oh my gosh, this was uh, conceived of, you know, way back, like, you know, 50 odd years ago, 60 years ago, and there's a lot to be said about the kind of fine details that make the story convincing, and also just the Interesting portrayals of how culture works. So I thought it was an interesting uh, show.
0: All right, I'd like to go first. Uh, so there are two. Actually, last because you have so much to say. Just let me go, Ricky. I'm I'm itching in my seat, ready to go and run to talk. Um, I don't get to do this for y'all. It's going to and I don't know. I don't even know that I really have all that much to say. But there are two. Uh, scenes i guess in mm. cinematic history or my cinematic history i guess that's creeped me out like thoroughly okay one of them is the remake of texas chainsaw massacre yep um where the guy the like the, the evil dude is wearing her boyfriend's face yep uh, um that's fucking creepy um i <laughs> i mean i'm not a big horror film guy because most of them are fucking stupid but that was fucking creepy Fine, so um, the, the the second one happened in this episode where he's walking through Times Square and there's like Nazi signs all over the place, like in Times Square, and it's like that's just fucking creepy. Because um, you don't really know at the right, directly at the beginning, you don't know what this anything is about. I mean I went into this wow. completely blind. I didn't know what it was about, and never heard of the book. Um, nothing. I, mean, I didn't know that it was about Nazis. I didn't know it, where, where it was set. Anything. So I mean, he this guy's just you know, he's like in a in a, in a theater and it's speaking, he and there, there's like propaganda in the, you know, going on in the like pre-credits or whatever. Yep. Um, but it's speaking like American English and he's talking, they're talking about like Nazis, like, you know, this isn't going to be very good because obviously they're in Germany um, during world war two. I mean, cause I was like, I was thinking this through <coughs> and, you know, they're not speaking German, that's not very realistic. But then he walks out of the theater and he realizes, Holy, shit, this is fucking the United States! Um, it was like it blew me away. I was like, I didn't because I didn't know, right? So that freaked me the hell out. Um, I don't have much to say about the, the, episode, the actual show itself, um, really. Um, and so I mean, the, the guy who plays Jake or Billy or whatever the hell his name is, um. <laughs> uh his what's interesting is his acting oh, character actually, yeah yeah his actor his acting <laughs> actually gets better throughout the episode i thought um because but at the beginning he was kind of like an I don't know he seemed i don't i and i don't know how well he would do as a double agent because he doesn't but maybe because he seems so i don't know he, he's, there's a reason why we can't remember his name right he's very forgettable mm. um uh I don't know. If I, there's a lot of like I said. I don't have a lot to say about the the episode itself. I don't know that I would continue on to another episode, despite how uh, interesting I find the concept. And the the reason for that is based on the episode. I'm not sure I really uh, understand how those tapes or the the, the alternate future movies or whatever mm-hmm. are going to play a role in the in the. Um, series I'm not, I'm not sure how i mean for, did they really explain how that those tapes being spread around or is gonna <coughs> are, are they thinking that that's gonna be able to be used as propaganda or whatever to um um like make people want to fight back or something
1: yeah but i don't want to give it all away but uh yeah there is this concern about the propaganda side of things but like you'll find that like you they Again, it's a it, kind of like a lot of other books, where they mut- make Much Ado a Nothing. Uh, the book originally was not that long, and um, what they've done is to make it a HBO, or sorry, an Amazon series, they really draw <clears> it, <throat> and they're changing the various things. Um, for example, it's film as opposed to a book. In the book, it's actually uh, books, about the alternative future. Um, but uh, you'll find that towards the end of the second season, it's actually quite anticlimactic as to what those films what the, what that what that alternative future uh actually uh can impact on on real society.
0: Yeah. Um see that that's from from just a, a entertainment perspective that was my biggest problem with this because i didn't really i got to remember i i was i it was just one episode so i didn't really want to judge it too harshly because you know i don't know what happens you know next but that that whole thing of her Her trying to smuggle these, you know, movies or whatever to the resistance, and uh, that I just didn't really make that much sense to me. So, you know, I wasn't. That's the biggest problem is I'm just not that interested in that part of the plot, Um, which is really disappointing because the the premise, well, maybe the book at the time was probably original because I mean it came out like probably right right after World War Two, so that was probably original. But this whole what if scenario is not really all that original because there's several. Other ones that probably came around the same time or slightly thereafter, where you know the Nazis won. There's also ones that where the South won the Civil War, which is really interesting a lot of the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I know HBO is doing a, a, a TV series about that, and people are up in arms about it because it's you know, racist or something. Uh, yeah. it's like it's you know they're not saying they want them to win the Civil War. It's just you know it's a movie. Um, sorry, soapbox. Um, you know I, the alternative history. Um, genre or whatever is is always very interesting. It's the I, I think I think almost universally, if you're going to make some kind of entertainment about these, they they they, they either do well as books or they do well as movies. Right. I'm, I don't see this as a TV show, you know, mm-hmm. that because it's not TV shows. And we've discussed this before. Are serialized, right? There each one has a specific purpose but it makes up a grand story
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know um so you know you know like you have you know the pilot episode of like the west wing had you know you know a storyline but it fit in with the grander you know the grander scheme of season 1 and then season 2 and whatever that's what a tv show is where a movie is solely contained it has a beginning middle and end you know it's you know if if there's a sequel or whatever it starts a new story mm. um you know, that's usually completely different, but just with the same characters. Um, and th- fr- from my little brain perspective, something that, like, like an alternative history where the Nazis won, works a lot better in a movie format than it would, than it ever will in a TV format, just because it's not, you know, that, that kind of story in the can't, I mean, it can be serialized, but you have to have different stories within the grand narrative of the Nazis winning Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think from an entertainment perspective, it would be a lot better as just a single movie, um, okay. and that's my that's my perspective on the the whole entertainment thing. Um, and we and we could get into the history of whether or not this would actually be realistic or not, if you guys want to. But um, from a from the entertainment from the thing that we watched today, uh, I'm not impressed and wouldn't watch it again just because of that whole problem with it being serialized in different episodes. No, yeah. well, Ricky. Somebody, Rick.
2: Okay, so well, I didn't know if you were done or if you were still going on. Or I'm sorry, Ricky. I didn't mean
0: to get my soapbox out, buddy.
2: (laughs) It was getting a little. (laughs) No, that's fine. Um. Okay, so for me, I mean, you know, I'm not big on history at all. Um, watching it, there there was some interesting stuff. Um, like when I watched it and it started off, I knew it was in America. Um, because, first of all, with people sitting in the theater, like, I knew that would never happen in Nazi Germany. Like, it would be more like propaganda video, you know, concentration camps. Are, like, you know, you just don't have people sitting around in the theater watching movies, right? Like, that's a very American thing. Okay, so then yeah. they went to the... The screen of what was playing in the theater and the Volkswagen bug was actually formulated the concept by uh, Adolf Hitler. So the minute I saw people working on it, I was like, yeah, that's very wrong. Like what's going on here? Um, And then at the end of the uh, ad, that's when you see the American flag with the swastika on it. Mm-hmm. right away i was like okay so i see what's going on this is getting interesting um so the guy comes in hands him the card and i couldn't figure out if he was supposed to be like a german secret operative Like maybe the theater was for Germans trying to take over the u.s. Right and when he went outside That's when it hit me. Okay, so this is like, uh, you know the Germans won. They took over the the u.s. Kind of thing, right? Um, Now the show I, I found it really interesting but on a personal perspective I also found it very sad because it highlights the fact that no matter what um, throughout humanity or in the future throughout the world, whatever, you will always have racism, hatred, sexism, all that stuff. Why? Because those are learned behaviors. You're never born racist. You're not, you know, you're not born with hatred in your heart. These are things that are learned, and as long as someone's around to teach them, then it's actually exponential after that because one person teaches their kid, and their kid has five kids, and their five kids have three kids apiece. You get the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as a, as a person, I, like, I find that very disheartening, um, just the realization of it. I know, you know, that it's a fact. But just the realization of it being shown this, it's sort of like, you know, they bring up the whole fact with the the girl's boyfriend who is has Jewish he his family background is Jewish. Oh. And it's just the whole you know, with them hunting people and just the way they're treated. Um, you know, it it's it just brings that in. Um with the with the aspect of the guy who's actually a double agent, I find that interesting. Um in that I don't think that he's actually because okay, first of all, when it got to the end and I found out that, that he was working for the Nazi side, I was surprised. Because all along like he seemed like a character that was, you know, your nice um shot. your hero. Yeah, your yeah. your like hero. I I Thought okay of the two these two guys are going to be the heroes the woman and the guy and then you find out He's working for Germany, but if you watch it throughout like for instance when the cop stops and He says oh, what is the ash right and he says oh, it's I think it's Tuesdays or whatever the hospital burns the cripples and the um, the uh, um, You know uh, when you have sickness that you know you can't beat it or whatever yeah. like his face yes um you can see that he knows that you know he feels that is not right um so i mean i haven't watched the show you have so you already know the answer but i feel like further on he could become a double double agent
1: right uh um, well so so you know what you in? Because that's the way the show, it does bring you through these convoluted, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy and stuff like that. And I'm glad you actually raised that because if he really was a double agent, and I think this comes back to Matt's thing about his acting, the Mm -hmm. the problem I have with this is that if he were a double agent, how come he's so oblivious to this? Like, you know, like when you are out there and you're Yeah, exactly. you don't give idiots the capacity as double agent. Double agents know stuff, right? So it's like, oh, really? Yeah, like...
2: Yeah well and the fact that he called in and, and the the Nazi, Nazi dude was saying well, I'm going to tell your father he'd be so proud blah 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 like that brings some personal link to it as if you know what I mean like so how is it that he's so removed that he doesn't know these things right unless for some reason he's been groomed so that the other side would believe him. You know what I mean? Um, now, then, going back to the girl finding the canisters with the movies, I thought that was actually very interesting um, because it brought about. It made me start to think, okay, so what's going on here, right? Like these movies are obviously real, so like, how is it that? You know, that it's not real. You know what I mean? Like the guy said, oh, he just makes fake movies. I I didn't even bother going down that route. It made me actually start to think okay, so, you know, I started, okay, so is it that the Allies actually won? And what has happened is that all the um, POWs, you know, the Germans and the Japanese have actually created a mock America where they raised them, you know what I mean like that it was just a thought to me like is that what's going on here so someone is sort of smuggling these from the outside to show you that hello you like this is not for real the real America across the water is like this
1: man, the Ricky's other side shows. of it Mickey should be writing these shows, man
0: <laughs> normally it's <laughs> it gets all deep and stuff this is I mean <laughs> Who where's the real Ricky Williams? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then the other the other
2: thing that I also found interesting too, right, is because they talk about that they dropped the bomb. Yep. They dropped it on Washington or something, right? And so then I started going to okay, so then is it that the allies were actually winning the war and but the problem is that Germany got that technology first, dropped the bomb, and then that is when the tide actually shifted, right? And so it's sort of these movies are to give the people hope to say, look, it wasn't that they beat us. You know, we were winning. You know, it's it's just, you know, if you take up arms, like, you know. So I... I didn't know which of those, but it did make me wonder. So it was it was actually pretty cool. Um, you know, another thing that I found interesting is um it was in the machine shop, I think, can't remember where, but the guy was saying, Oh, or no, maybe it was the guys at the bar or whatever that the lady knew, but one of them was saying, Oh, um, you know, it's it this life is hopeless or something or don't have hope, right? Mm-hmm. But if you really think about that, it's like, okay, so if there's no hope, then why do you wake up every day and live in this reality? No, so you know G-
1: like oh, man. No, stay out of that one. Huh? It's not it's not an episode of thinking what? It's not an episode of Lost.
2: No, 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 no. No, no. What I'm saying is <laughs> you're you're going into the psychology of you know you're saying it's hopeless nothing's gonna change um you know it, and if you think about like like the guy says oh I'm not afraid to die I've seen all my guys my friends die but humans actually have like the biggest thing is our fear of death so the people who tell you I'm not afraid to die that's all bullshit. Like, if you take, you know, the old war times, the spies who had the cyanide in their tooth, whatever, they crush it, not because they're not afraid to die, but because if they live, it's a worse alternative than dying, right? The fact that they have it there and they still live their life means that they are afraid to die. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just saying... Interesting that in this kind of reality where the Nazis won, everyone, you know, Americans are oppressed, um, you know, they're basically, you know, on living through slavery, you know what I mean, like there is actually hope there, which is actually the whole point of having a resistance, no matter how crushed it is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I just that the guy was saying, oh, there's no hope, blah, 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 you know, but, you know, you're contradicting yourself, because if you're saying there's no hope, but yet you get up every day, then why bother? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I just found it interesting. I wasn't saying that, you know, that was whatever a part of it or, or whatever. I just found that actual thing to be interesting. Um, so it is. I would actually continue watching it? I just think it'd be very oh. hard for me to watch it because I find stuff like that very aggravating just the whole you know disdain for life and you know the way they treat people and stuff like that I'm a very I'm a very, um, you know, I'm always on the side of the superhero. I, I hate to see, like, I know the point of a movie story is that the bad guy wins throughout, and then, you know, the good guy overcomes. But for me, I hate when the bad guy is winning, period. So so I think I find the wall is just, like, amped to the next level it's not like you know Batman against the Joker where it's like a fantasy bad guy this is actual real world bad guys It, it it's, has more of an emotional kick to it
1: <clears throat> yeah
2: but I did find it interesting I really i I liked it too it, it was a good episode
0: yeah
2: like I said I would, actually, I would
0: I would continue that... watching it. Go ahead, Ricky.
2: No, no, I was just saying I would continue watching. Yep.
1: It gets a little slow in season two, just, just putting it out there, because then you have to know your German hierarchy, <laughs> putting it out there. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, the more I think about this
0: episode, you know, and uh, how it ended with finding out he was a double agent, the more I, I realized that there were clues, like, all the way throughout. And the biggest one, I, I you know, I was thinking of oh, he gets away from that opening salvo in the truck, yeah, really easily, right? Well, so, I mean, know, it's like,
1: they don't know he's a, the, the the Nazis. Though, don't know that he's actually a double agent, right? So the thing is, he actually does get in the line of fire, and like he is actually getting away, like legit. I know, but I, it seemed to me now
0: that I look back on it, I didn't realize it at the time. But it it, it it just, I mean, maybe they didn't know, or they or if they did, for sure didn't know. I don't know, but um, they. And uh, it just seemed very, I mean, he he didn't have to suffer through like live fire or whatever, but I mean, he, they just let him go. I mean, they didn't shoot shoot at his tires or uh, anything like that. It's really weird. Um, Anyways, anything else you have to say about this, Vince?
1: Um, No, it's like I I said before, I thought it was interesting because I, I think that you would have liked it or at least had something to say about the alternative history. Um, I have a soft spot for, um, uh, totalitarian regimes, because I mean, one can only dream. And Ricky, you know, is is you know, I always like hearing Ricky's insights on things, especially when there's not a lot, not enough explosions or like fast cars. Um,
2: you know, like, hey, that truck was pretty fast. Okay, yeah,
1: also like seventy kilometers an hour or something.
0: <laughs> I have a lot to say on the history, of Vince. So I just don't think that we have the time for. It. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the funny thing was. I thought when she was on the bus,
2: when she was on the bus to the um neutral zone or whatever, I was like, hey, this is pretty cool because with all the Nazis and and the you know the Japanese and stuff, hey, at least black people got to sit wherever they wanted on the bus. And then the lady Yeah, but then the lady comes in and starts and starts talking racist I was like, okay well you just ruined that for me
1: <laughs> well what you expected like Rosa Parks to come up from the back or something and like she actually drive's the bus no no I, I
2: was like no no I was like hey <laughs> I was like, oh looks like black people aren't that um no because I mean you got the Germans right which is like Aryan race. You know, blonde blue eyes, you know what I mean? Like, I expected like zero black people at all, and then to see them sitting wherever they want on the bus, I was like, okay, this is like freaky, right? (laughs) Progressive (laughs) Nazis, but yeah, definitely,
0: it was a cool show. All right, um, all right, so. Like I said, I get to say a whole bunch on the the history. I mean I, I'm not sure how realistic it would be to have them win because I mean there's such a vast different vast um, uh, distance between Europe and the United States. I mean, there's this gigantic ocean, right? And so well, yes, they could get over here, but the the technology was a lot. I mean, obviously, they're playing this as and they had all the technology. Um, but I mean, the populations were were so much different. Um, and I mean, like, the, the real question is: is what would happen if the entire government, the United States government, was taken out by a bomb? Right? Would that automatically equal Germany winning? Right? And, and I'm, I'm not sure that that's true because they because of the way the United States is set up. I mean, they have we have the states have like the National Guard or whatever. So I mean, the fight wouldn't obviously be completely over. And the way they show like New York City or whatever, like 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if there was, I mean, if if it just like all ended with a nuclear bomb, like in in Washington or whatever, and then the war was over, I could see New York being, uh, you know, like completely unharmed, but I mean, it seems like they were, you know, I, I don't know how real this is going to, anyways. So that is it for us this week. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so email at the three cast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MTW is my Twitter handle. Ricky is Ricky underscore Williams one. VW huI uh, you can follow us on the Twitter at 3cast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash 3Cast um, we will be back uh, later in February with uh, the flashpoint arc whatever that is it's a comic book and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna read every single episode or every single issue that's a, that's what's gonna happen issue uh, yeah that's the Ricky Man, you need this to, to do some shorter stuff. <laughs> hey,
2: if you like DC, believe me, this is a really good one. All right. Anyways. And it's not as long as the dark, Darkest Night or whatever, dark, Blackest Night or whatever, <laughs> whatever arc we did.
0: That was like three years ago. Who knows what we did. Anyways, that is it for us this week. We'll be back next time. We'll see you then. Okay. See ya everybody.